let's think game 161 we went up six to zero we went up six to zero in the first inning and then in by the second inning the game was already tied so it's like i don't know man if we can't make it two innings without giving up six earned it's tough i mean maybe we maybe we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs i mean i mean we get that's, that's fair you know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Win is a Win podcast, but special edition, Bubble Blown Boys, because we have our good friend Martin Punky here with us. Matt, yes, unfortunately, sir. could not make it, so we called Martin into duty, and he responded, and we are here excited about this episode, episode 34, which is my favorite number. It's a shame that Matt missed it, my favorite number, but that's all right. We'll, we'll let it be. We'll let it be. But yes, we mm. are excited because we are filming this on October 1st. And when you think of October, you think of playoff baseball. You like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Because Martin liked that. Martin yeah, that was, that I, w- I was happy with that one. So yes, the, the MLB playoffs are set with wild card games or wild card series now. Sorry, because it's new. Wild card series kicking off this week. So we're going to recap the playoff bracket and what we think is going to happen predictions and then we're also going to talk about some of the teams that were close I'm, I'm sorry martin i know some of the teams that were close that fell a little short that were in the playoff hunt as well as anything else we we were feeling like maybe the the astros coming back to win the division i don't know we'll, we'll see sam's shaking his head over there uh, but uh not happy about that one yeah we <laughs> we are and then after that after our baseball talk we're going to talk a little bit about the nba which we haven't talked about in forever because there was some big news this past week. Damian Lillard got traded to the Bucks. I'm still shocked about it as a Bucks fan. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And then and maybe as well the Drew Holiday trade that just happened today to the Celtics. And that's that's on the agenda. Any opening thoughts, boys, before we hop in? It is uh-huh. also oh Martin, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Oh, well, I was just going to say, uh, today at the time of recording is also the day of the start of week four of the NFL season. We're all pretty hyped up. Martin's got his, his famous bears hat on to rep his favorite team. Yes, sir. The best, got, the, the best sports team. I'm repping the Mahomes Jersey today. Uh, oh. The chiefs play the jets tonight. They're the Kansas, the Kansas city, Taylor Swift, the Kansas city, Taylor Swift's. I don't have a Kelsey Jersey or else I'd wear that, but uh, we're a pretty big lock to win tonight, but we don't play for another hour and a half. So, okay, that's my thought. nice. Yeah, you got any opening thoughts, Martin? Huh? I don't know, man. Not really. I think. Uh, okay, okay. I guess we're. I guess we're on the topic of football. Since I'm a Bears fan, uh, a little bit about last week's game. Uh, thank God Taylor Swift was there because she took all of the attention away from my Bears getting thrashed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, you know what? Well, Week four, we did it again, except we did it with the worst team in football. <laughs> we lost to them. So credit we're, poised, we're poised for a great year, boys. Yeah. Credit, well, credit to you guys, at least. It made up for a pretty good game. Hey, at this rate, you could just tank for Caleb Williams. Yeah, exactly. Move on from Justin Fields if you're, yeah, if you're feeling Justin that. Justin Fields, know. we have one good year already. You can let him go. The only, the, only, the only thing that can save the Oregon is just imploding it. Just, 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 just destroy the whole place. Destroying it. Just sell right. it. 
I also just want to make a quick note. I got my my missing piece to the background. The yeah, Hendon Hooker jersey that. is up. I like it. Yeah, it, it matches it matches the color of your shirt too. I know. Yeah, I, I got Lions and then I got Michigan, so I'm definitely getting accustomed to the Ann Arbor area. Yeah, Martin, what do you think of the the background? You like it? I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you think we're gonna see Hooker play in the NFL this year? Um, no, because I think even if Jared Goff gets well, first Hooker Hendon Hooker has to get healthy, and then if Jared Goff were to get hurt, I think that Teddy Bridgewater would be the first backup. Ooh, if that were to happen, so yeah. I, I doubt it. But Teddy B is the first yeah. backup. I know that. Yeah, he's 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 got some swag to him too. I don't think he's gonna. Teddy gloves. Yeah. Teddy two gloves. <laughs> yeah. Teddy two gloves. He wraps yeah. it pretty well. I'll give him that. Hey man, career backup. Can't in the NFL. Can't complain about that. Oh, definitely not. No. All right. Baseball time boys. What should we start with? Baseball any, time. any, any opening thoughts about the, the wildcard matchups you guys are thinking? Well, any of, like what's your favorite one? You can jump right I mean, into it. I have some thoughts, but I wanted to give Martin the stage first. I wanted to wet all of his feelings out about the Cubbies and their little collapse at the end of the season. Yeah, so man. It's, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's a tough time to be a Chicago fan, I guess, of any Chicago sports. I think the, the Cubs have, like, one of the second best records since the All-Star break. Like, they were an insanely good team on the second half of the season. But for uh, some reason right here in the last 15 games, we kind of just fizzled out. We went from the second wild card spot to eliminated on game 161 of 162. So it's kind of a tough, tough time. But on the bright side, the Cincinnati Reds also didn't make it. So we kind of we kind of helped them miss it. So there's a little bit of a silver lining. I guess we're also better than the Padres, which is weird, but it doesn't sound right. But I guess so. Uh, for the National League side, but I guess the American League side was kind of kind of spicy all the way up until the very end there with the uh, the Mariners having a chance to do it. Um, just like Chicago fashion, they kind of choked it last minute, couldn't get it done. But uh, it's OK. It's OK. I think uh, my postseason team is going to be the Blue Jays. I'm going to root for the Blue Jays all postseason. So hopefully they don't they don't they don't they don't show like my cubbies. No. <laughs> That's that's interesting. I mean, the Blue Jays, I think, were the one only team that was a pretty solid lock to make the wild card outside of the Rays and the, the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies were amazing. They were, I mean, pretty much any time after the All-Star break, too. But I was really happy to see the, the scrappy Marlins team make the wild card series. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry for you. They, they kind of jumped over the Cubbies to take that second seed spot. But, hey, it's all good. I personally, I am very unhappy that the Astros, they stomped over the Mariners, not only kicked them out of the wild card, but they also took that AL West division from the Rangers. And I really want the Rangers, they they are a dark horse team in my opinion. I know they spent millions of dollars in this offseason, but they used to be terrible. Yeah. Really want them to have a deep playoff run. So hopefully they stomp the Blue Jays in the first wild card round. AL wise, I definitely have to root for the Rangers and NL definitely the Marlins. They are the two dark horse teams. I just want to track back to the beginning of this conversation about the Cubs. I remember 
was it early September-ish or something? And I remember we were thinking, you know, forget the wild card. Cubs may win the division. Because what, yeah. they got within two games, a game maybe, of the Brewers? Everything everything was real close up until we had to play the, the Diamondbacks like twice in the last like two weeks, three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just, coming into the season, I didn't have high expectations because I, I did think – uh, for the Cubs, at least, I think some of our like starting pitching needed some help and some of our bullpen needed some help, but they put it together. They did a really good job. And then when it came to the end of the season, exactly what I thought we needed is what ended up hurting us. I think, I don't know. Uh, let's think game 161. We went up six to zero. We went up six to zero in the first inning. And then in by the second inning, the game was already tied. So it's like. I don't know, man, if we can't make it two innings without giving up six earned. It's tough. I mean, maybe we maybe we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, we get that's, that's fair, you know. I don't know. It definitely made for a worse uh, playoff schedule when you had to play the Braves in the last series, yeah, of season because the Braves are just on another level. Yeah, Braves. and it, I mean, it has to be scripted, right? Like, there's no way it's not. There's no way we had to play hey. the Diamondbacks twice and and the, the Bra- uh, and the Braves. They and the and and the what's they're called the. Uh, the Brewers. We had to play mm. all three of those guys in the last like four or five series of the season. It's like, come on now. The, let the me, Cubs. let me, let me have the Cardinals. No, no, bro. We had the Reds <laughs> and we still choked to them. But yeah, the Cubs definitely had the hardest like end of regular season schedule. Uh, thankfully, at least for my team, the Cardinals, we sucked all year, so I never really had to worry about making the playoffs. So I could just sit back and watch, pretty much for most of the season, and. It was really awesome to see the Rangers kind of ball out at the end of the season. Granted, they had a lot of easy matchups, but it was really tough to watch between the Mariners and the Astros. I think they had a four-game series a couple weeks ago, and then they had a three-game series to end it. And it was just not happy to see. Uh, I think if you if you live anywhere outside of like the Houston area, you are very sad to see that that series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. I honestly, I feel like I give myself credit for the Cubs turnaround because when we went to that series, that opener against the Cardinals in St. Louis, that's oh, yeah. like when the the Cubs turned the corner. That seemed like the, the, the series because they were 51 and 51 after that win. And so I, I just want to tell you that I, I give credit for the Cubs' success and, I guess, ultimate failure. But at least yeah, give you a chance, right? All, all because Michaelis was being an idiot and throwing at people. That, that was that was an <laughs> awesome game to go to, just saying. Yeah. Other than that, though, it was miserable. Honestly, we could have left. Oh, man, 110 we, degrees out. Dude, it was terrible. We honestly could have, with how boring the game was, we probably could have left after, like, the second inning, too. Going for you. Buddy, I would have been having a heyday yeah, in that yeah. game. Obviously, you would have stayed, but I mean, Michaelis got ejected in the first inning. We allowed like something ridiculous, like seven runs after two innings. The Cardinals just got blown out, and we got embarrassed by the umpires as well, too. So, nothing exciting for us. So we're, we're ta- we obviously we've been talking a little bit about the the Cubs and the failure of not making the postseason. What are your thoughts then on another team? Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but more in depth, the Mariners. Obviously, Sam, you mentioned the series with the Astros. What what uh, what are your thoughts more on the Mariners season as a whole? Well, 
Oh, gosh, I don't know. That's kind of tough. Honestly, so they finished with a record of 88 and 74, which is good on paper. But I didn't I've never dived too deep in the analytics of the Mariners. But I would still say it's a bit of a disappointment. This is kind of Julio Rodriguez's like coming out year. Like he's he's turning out to be an actual superstar. But whenever you play in the same division as a team like the Astros, they just have like the devil magic behind them and seem to be good year after year since 2017, pretty much like there's no really way of stopping them. And same with the Rangers too. Uh, I believe during their uh, season series between the Rangers and the Astros, the, the Rangers were like 13 and 20 against the Astros. They were just getting stomped by them and the Mariners were about the same against them as well. And that really hurts to lose easy divisional matchups like that, especially against a team you might see in the playoffs as well. I mean, in future terms, though, the Mariners didn't even make it. They choked at the end. I believe it was uh, until the one, game 161 as well, 161 or 162, where they choked and, yeah, kind of sucks for them, but they have next season to look forward to. Yeah, and I think I think the only thing the the Mariners, I guess, I guess the only thing that the Mariners are really lacking is just like they need one superstar on the team, whether it's like a pitcher or if it's like a position player or something like that. I feel like they just don't have like Julio Rodriguez is good. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have like that guy on the Mariners to like push him over the edge right there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's also kind of a tough spot because what in the AL West. Right, like the Texans, like the the Mariners were in the playoffs last year, right? Because the Texans weren't so good. Well, the Texans this year dominated for the most part. Yeah. So they just kind of got the short end of the stick right there. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I like I like the Mariners. They have, I think they've got a they've got a good team. They've got a good opportunity to keep being good. Yeah. They just kind of they just kind of got they just kind of got screwed over with the uh, the Texans deciding to play or the Texans, the Rangers to start playing some. Baseball. Decent baseball. I mean, they they have Julio Rodriguez, and he had one of the best seasons of his career this year, too, playing for the Mariners. So they had really good starting pitching around him, too. And they they had J-Rod. I mean, he's not a total superstar yet, but he's getting pretty close to it. So oh, yeah. just a disappointment to see him not make the playoffs. They, they were a team I rooted for last year. And, Sam, I think you and I were – I just remember this specifically. I know I was at the library. I don't th- know if you were with me or not, but it was the game one against the Astros in the mm-hmm. ALDS, and they gave up that ninth uh, inning ho- walk-off home run to uh, Jordan Alvarez, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember it just, like, crushed them, and they ended up losing so, them. Yeah, they just, so you know, sad. they got swept. But, like, I remember being like, man, the Mariners are fun to root for, and it seemed like they were they would be a playoff team, but I think, like Martin said, just a tough, tough division with how the Rangers played and ultimately – this wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, I, I guess the, the other big team that, that didn't make it, besides obviously the Yankees and Red Sox, which they weren't really considered anyways, the, mm-hmm. the this one was, was fascinating to me. And obviously another team with extremely high payroll that failed, the Padres, who I also saw had the second fewest runs allowed and one of the best hitting wars in the league. And they were basically average. So what are your thoughts on them? And and just in general, these high payroll teams that suck this year. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. We're, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at some rough stats here. 
Uh, let's see, 82 and 20. They had a plus 104 run differential. It's pretty good. You know, it's, it's, it's about, it's about on par with everyone except for like Atlanta and LA, but hmm. uh, I don't know. It says, it says that their away record was 38 and 43. And then their record against teams over 500 was 38 and 51. So, I mean, I think, I think the problem with the Padres it, or no, not sorry. The they're yeah. I think I think their problem is that there's almost too many mouths to feed. So it's like yeah, they might all be doing good, but they might all be doing good like individually on their own day. Like none of them are playing well together. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I would say about the same. Um, huge disappointment too. I would be so so mad if I was a Padres fan. Because they actually had a really good stretch of games at the end of the season too, I think they won, they won what eight of their last ten too. They I think so. Yeah, they played until well. I mean, obviously they played till the end of the season, but I think it was only until game one sixty that they got eliminated. They fought. I mean, they fought hard at least, but it was kind of a a dying fight. The Padres were always behind, and surprisingly that too because they have one of the highest payrolls in the MLB. And they just kind of disappointed. I mean, they have a lot of superstar talent on their team too, and they just all couldn't piece it together at once. So it sucks I, to see. I believe when we had Martin on beginning of the season, it was pretty early. It was either Martin or Matt. One of you picked the Padres to go to the World Series, I believe. It was probably me. I had was... I had I had very high hopes for this team. Very very high hopes. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it was Martin. I think I think you're right. You know, you look at the names, and you're like, wow. On paper, this team should easily be, you know, on on paper, that's the, the most disgusting infield yeah. in baseball. There should be nothing getting past that. But you know, you think that this team could easily challenge, you know, for the best record in the league if you look at that roster. But I think you're right. It just never really fit together when they were actually playing. The the pieces just. It didn't. It didn't flow that well, and you know, you also look at the statistics about their pitching and their hitting. But of course, at the end of the day, if you if you don't score as many runs as the other team, you know, you're not going to win. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think that too many times they just had they just didn't ever seem to flow. You know, as a as a team, and you look at you know the the Orioles are a great example of like team team baseball. They're just in really good harmony, and you see you see how good of a year they've had, and. It's just it's I don't think it's coincidence either that you're seeing low payroll teams play so well, because I think when it's low payroll like that and teams are forced to kind of go outside the box a little more to put the the team together. I think the chemistry and how they play, it just it, it's way better than these high payroll teams where they throw money at a bunch of guys and they're just like, OK, we'll figure it out because we have all this talent and they don't. And so the Yankees, the Yankees, yeah. the Mets this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look at I mean, looking at the Padres too, like their their two best pitchers were obviously Blake Snell, right? Cy Young candidate, whatever. But like their second best pitcher was Michael Walker. And don't get me wrong, Michael Walker, you know, he's he's a major league pitcher. He should be good. Like, but when you got Musgrove, Darvish, all these other guys that you were paying so much more money to be as good as they are. And they're over here sitting at eight wins, ten wins, like, uh, like something's got to give. Something's got to give there. Mm. 
Yeah, it's 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 really cool to see though that even in baseball where you know salary cap is non-existent, there's still a a level of of fairness i would say like the power level is still there and you, you like it's showing like i said i really root for these little payroll teams to succeed because mm-hmm. i really do feel like they play a lot more like a team than the, the these higher payroll teams so i think the like the orioles and the rays man that is some of the most fun baseball i've been able to watch in a long time in a long Agreed. time yeah. yeah great race between the them for the division oh yeah Hey, Sam did pick the the Orioles to go to the World Series. I did. He did. So yeah, he, he was did. he was onto something, and I'm pretty. I, I had I a, clowned I had him a, for it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna I, say I, Martin I, made fun of you if I remember right. <laughs> you yeah, I remember that Martin. I had a really really hot spicy pick with the Orioles, and then I also picked the Pirates for the World Series, and that well, was a terrible. That one was that one was a swing and miss. That was a swing and miss. I will say, if if I didn't make a, like a hot pick, I definitely would have said Braves for the NL. I don't think it was a big like question who else would take the nl besides like them or maybe the dodgers but yeah i would love to see a little bit more parity with the nl too um it's great to see like the marlins and the diamondbacks take the wild card like charles was saying like those lower payroll teams are more fun to watch and i would love to have teams like the rays the orioles play every day thank god we can still watch them that they're in the al but yeah i just wish the nl was a little bit more like that I think it's huge for the Marlins too, because like when the when the Marlins made it during the COVID year, uh, like everyone was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, like obviously the Marlins made it, you know, because it's just a sixty game season, right? Like anything can happen in a sixty game season. But now that they did it again, I think pretty close to the like when they went in the COVID season, mm-hmm. it, it, who knows? I mean, it might be a good yeah. sign. Might mm-hmm. might see some good thing come back to Miami. That's true. Anything Hopefully. can happen. With that same season too, everyone likes to clown on the Dodgers because they got that Mickey Mouse ring as well. It no, that's, de- no, that's deserved. It, it doesn't deserved. make sense in the MLB, but yeah, they it's it is pretty well deserved. They can only win in a sixty game season. So. Yeah, so hating on LeBron in the bubble, but giving the Dodgers props. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for like the same scenario Le- in the sport. LeBron was the yeah. founder of the Mickey Mouse. So I, I'll do my best Matt impression because he's not here, and I'll talk a little bit about the the Diamondbacks and, and bring them up because I know he'll appreciate that. I remember obviously when we were early on the season, the Diamondbacks were basically up until the All Star break were leading the NL West, and they were fifteen games above five hundred and playing really well. They hit a, a mid a huge mid season slump, and I'm still a little worried about them because I feel like they kind of slug their way into the playoffs, but. Thankfully, they they won you know critical games against the Cubs when it when it mattered. Uh, but I'm really happy that they were able to make it. And if they can reclaim kind of that first half team that they were, I think they can be a, a pretty good pretty good team in, in the playoffs because that that team was was really good. And they also were like you know low payroll and they were playing together as a team and and they were they had a good record. And obviously Corbin Carroll is developing into a potential superstar. He could be. We'll see. Had a great rookie year, and then you got you know, you got an ace, and Zach Gallon. So yeah, what do you guys think about the the D backs in honor of Matt? They just gotta re-sign Mad Bum to the team, and they'll be good to go. I remember when we were talking to our episode when we were talking about how they just uh uh like whatever. Yeah, they they just released him. Yeah, they just like designate him or whatever to the. <laughs> What? Because he had like a ten ERA, and I remember just making yeah, fun yeah. of him for it. It was so bad. 
It was a pretty rough start yeah. to the season. Hey, but I mean, if there's ever a time to pick Matty Bum back up, if we were right talking. Now, about, exactly. We were talking about how he's a playoff p- playoff pitcher, you know? Because like oh you look God. at the regular season, yeah. you're like, eh, and then then you look at the playoffs, and you're like, it, oh my. Yeah, it's it's crazy, honestly. I mean, World Series MVP, like he's almost a decade removed now of that incredible World Series MVP performance, but you can still pick him up. Number five pitcher, sneaky link. Let him let him go out in tough positions. I want to oh, see it happen now. Oh boy, I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, the player stats for the for the Diamondbacks, and all I see is a whole bunch of Corbin Carroll leading leading them in almost everything. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, dude's a demon. Like, I'm 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 pretty happy to see the Diamondbacks do well. Obviously, for my boy Matty B, you know, love that guy. Um, but I. I mean, I I think I think there's legitimately a chance there that they could have. There's legitimately a chance with how kind of well they played here in the last like two weeks, they might be they might be might be able to put a number on the Brewers. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know if they're getting past is, the Dodgers in the second round, but this is perfect. They, tra- this perfect transition into the the bracket. Oh yeah, the playoff bracket. Yeah, we can start right with good. the D backs Brewers. D backs Brewers. I yeah, mean, I which, would like, love like like predictions. Are we talking matchups here? Uh, what what are you feeling? Whatever you whatever you're feeling, you wanna you wanna give prediction? You wanna so let's see, wanna let's see, let's see. I mean, I don't know. Let's let's see who's Zach Gallen. Obviously, is gonna probably be the first pitcher. Maybe. I'm still also while you're thinking so upset that the the Astros snuck their way into you know. Not having to play in the wild card because obviously the twins, I know it's so ridiculous. The central was so bad, and it's the just Rangers, like... <laughs> bro. If the Rangers didn't just collapse, they would have had the two seed. Yeah, no, it sucks. So mad, Ugh. they fumbled so hard. All right, so I guess we're just going. You want to run through the NL wild card games first, then? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Okay, so just for good vibes and for the homie Maddie B. I'm I'm picking I'm picking I'm picking the Diamondbacks over the Brewers just because the Brewers kind of screwed my season too. So I want their I want their season to end early. <laughs> I'm saying uh, let's yeah let's let's go Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are going to beat the the Brewers in the first round. How many you think they won in two or three? Ooh, it's a three game series, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, a three for a map. It's three. Give me D backs two o. Oh. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Not so? a chance. Well, the Brewers. I mean, it, it makes sense because they're both in the wildcard round. But the Brewers are definitely the weakest by far uh, NL division winner. I also want to root for Matt's team a little bit. I will say D backs in three. I'll say I'll say Corbin Carroll balls out for one playoff game one. I'll say they take that, but they take game two and three. Okay. I like I said. I the I feel like the Diamondbacks slumped in a little bit obviously you can play that off because it's a whole new whole new season and i'm, I'm gonna stick with the 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 back vibes i want to pick them to win in two yes sir yes because i actually think the brewers are a little flawed yeah they're a little so, shaky yeah just yeah, a little yeah. I, I don't know so yeah they i'm going beat the cubs though i mean and the only the only thing well the only thing worse than the nl central is the al central so that is true this whole region just kind of the blows twins for are baseball not right now, the, dude. The Twins are making it all the way. Okay, but okay, let's go down to the other the other wild card game, the Miami Marlins versus 
the Philadelphia Phillies. Ooh, that's last funny. year's uh last year's NL World Series representative. This one's a little that's spicy, but Phils. I think you have to go Phils. As yeah, as much as I would love to see the Marlins just break out as a dark horse team, the Phillies are so hot right now. I yeah. Mean, who wouldn't love to be Bryce Harper? Yeah, throwing his throwing his helmet in the stands. Yeah, I, yeah, he did throw his helmet in the stands a couple of days ago. I wish I, I mean, was that kid to catch his helmet. We're we're due for another five hundred foot bomb from somebody on that team with a crazy bat flip. So you're right. I'm taking Phil's two zero again. Whoa, Phil. Okay, I would have to agree with that. Phil's two. Phil's. I would. I would also agree with that because I feel like I mean I know the Phillies made the World Series last year, but this year. You kind of forgot about them just because of how good the Braves were in that division. Yeah, that the Phillies are a strong team still, and so oh, yeah. I, I think Phillies two o two, just like how they did to the Cardinals last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that last part, but okay. You know when it was two o in the ninth, uh, game one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's move. Well, on. I honestly, and I, I still say this: if the Cardinals win that series, I think that they probably make it at least to the NLCS. Wow. I, I thought the Cardinals were really good last year. And if only, if only, if all only. I can remember is playoff losses, man. All the way back to 2011. I mean, we sacrificed a lot for 2011, I think, but pretty much every year after that, I, I'm just like, all right, we lost in the divisional series, we lost in the wild card, we lost in the NLCS. It's just a repeating cycle. I remember that one game that we watched. What yeah, was the score of that game again? Against, yeah, against the Dodgers. Uh, Adam Wainwright, he threw, I'm pretty sure he threw nine scrolls innings. Oh, he, my. The walk-off in the night? Yeah. yeah, with the apartment. It was so bad. Yeah, oh it was at like the apartment, too. What was, what, was that, what was that Braves game that we lost, or that we watched a few days? Oh, a few years yeah, ago, yeah, Where yeah, the yeah. Braves I, waxed them in the first inning or something like that? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was 2019, because that was game, I think it was game four. yeah. Of yeah, Braves Cardinals and the Cardinals went off for eleven unanswered runs. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I remember it basically. But yeah, that that pretty much boosted us to the NLCS that year, and then we stopped. We just crapped out. So <laughs> good times. Well, I mean, at least your team didn't make the playoffs at all this year. That is true. Can't disappoint you if they if they don't make it. Exactly. Go big or go home. So. Exactly. That's that's why I'm a Chicago fan. <laughs> they can't disappoint you if they don't almost get to the end. Mm, that is true. Okay, uh, then let's take a look at the the AL wild card games. First AL card, the first AL wild card game I got is the Blue Jays versus the Twins. Ooh. I gotta go Blue Jays. The Twins are just you know the benefit of a bad division. I yeah. really oh they yeah, definitely are. Blue Jays have some have some power too. They got some they got some 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 ballers so i like the blue jays team hmm. like the blue jays too i think carlos correa definitely needs to get what's coming to him for trying to finesse those three teams earlier before the season started so i mm-hmm. think he needs to hurry up and lose 2-0 fashion no, no. to the blue jays i think i think the complete opposite i think correa all the media going against them being on the twins of having a live cluster season i think is gonna ball out in this wild card Ooh, I okay. really want the Twins to win a playoff series. It's it's like a ridiculous stat line. They haven't won a playoff series since like 2004 or something ridiculous. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say Twins and three. The Blue Twins Jays are definitely three. a team to be in the playoffs. They have a star seven lineup, but 
I I'm putting all my money on Joey Gallo falling out, Carlos Correa, Kenzo Maeda throwing nine scoreless innings. He's throwing a shutout. He's gonna knock him out three games. Wow. Huh? Okay. Huh? All right. It's, last last day I'll match up. Yeah. The last day I'll match up. Rangers we've got and the Rays. Rangers and Rays. This will be this this? one I pick for three. I've I've had all twos. Yeah. So far, this one I'm going three. This one, this one, yeah. I which like I don't know. I guess it did. It depends on what kind of pitching we get mm-hmm. out of the Rangers. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, man. Tampa Bay is just almost too good in the playoffs. It's like they don't even care about the regular season. Like they're like they'll go and win their hundred games almost, and then. Mm-hmm. For the last like three seasons in a row, I think I I gotta stay faithful to the to the Rays. I think the Rays are just too good in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately, as much as I really want the Rangers, I have a good deep playoff run. The Astros screwed them, so it, you can't really say anything against the playoff Rays team too. They they ball year after year it seems, and I really thought they should have won in twenty twenty, even though that was the Mickey Mouse year. But you can't say the Rays are going to lose in the wild card. So, Rays in three. Yeah, Rays in three. I'm going to go Rays in three, too, just because I feel stronger about that pick. And that's the only reason why. (laughs) Just in my gut, you know? Yeah, we made that pick already, too. So, you wouldn't be the only one failing if you don't make it. But this is is probably the hardest one to pick. And watch this be a 2-0. You know, like a convincing two zero. That's just how honestly, it, it might it might be it might be the only two zero we see. You don't know. I mean, the Rangers <laughs> might come out and just slam the door shut on them and not even let them breathe. But nah, <laughs> it could be. We'll All right, real, real quick. Uh, we I don't know if we'll go through the whole bracket, but we can at least. Who do you guys think is in the World Series? And then who do you think Ooh. wins wins it all? We'll, oh, we'll skip cool. the the DS and the CS. Okay, that's fair because we do have a couple other topics to get to. Um, I think I'm not running a timer. I don't know if you are, Charles. I, I actually I did. I, I subbed in for Matt. I knew. Oh, good to. job. Nice. That's... I know we have some some Sunday night football to get to as well. Yeah. Assume, well, so. that makes for a good podcast host too. But yeah, I think we're running a little late on our time. No, but... we're okay on time, but just uh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Well, so, well, what do you guys think's making it? And who's I winning? personally, I am very proud of my Orioles pick before the season even started to win the world series i'm going to stay with that pick i am i am hoping i'm not going to say like the ghost but my good friend eric he's up in baltimore he is absolutely living the dream seeing the best baltimore orioles team that we've probably seen in our lifetimes they're going to the world series i yeah and he, and he won't root for the ravens either but no we'll talk no about that. no ravens no we're not we're not a ravens country team over here but I'm going with my Raven, my Orioles pick, not Ravens. They're probably gonna play. I'm gonna make a safe pick. They're gonna play the Braves, the World Series. Even though they weren't in it, they weren't in it. No, they were in it last year. No, they weren't in it last year. Well, the Phillies. Sorry, I kept teeter teeter talking <laughs> off of that, but they weren't in it last year. But they're gonna have a dominant team for at least like six years to come. But I am going to have a safe pick and say they're going to make the World Series too. But the O's, they're going to have an amazing season. They're going to recreate 2011 just with the AL. And they're going to go to seven, and the O's are going to take it. Makes sense win. that you go with your early season pick because obviously exactly. it was a really good pick. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bail on them now. They won 101 games. 
They're going all the way. Martin? My prediction, I think we're going to run it back. I think we're going to run it back here. I think we're going to see a Rays Dodgers World Series. I would love to see a Rays Dodgers World Series. I would love to. I would love to see the Dodgers. I'd love to see the Dodgers and the Braves play each other in the NLCS, and I want to see Freddie Freeman hit nuke shots, nuke shots, every single game. And I want the. I want him to put Atlanta out of its misery, make him regret getting rid of him, just to lose wow. to the Rays in the in in the in the World Series. The Rays okay. are going to get one back. I think I'd be fine with that too. Well, apparently, you know, Freddie Freeman's agent didn't let him know the Braves wanted to offer him a contract or whatever. But so it's not like the Braves didn't try, but I don't know. Uh, remember that whole thing that happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Anyways, anyways, I, I like yeah, what but Martin's... They oh, still yeah, went yeah. out and got Matt Olson. So, I mean, it's like, it's yeah, good. yeah, they maybe offered him, but they still had other things in, in mind. You're right. You're right. You're I right. like I like Martin's pick for the Braves and Dodgers in the NLCS because if Freddie Freeman balls out, he can recreate that famous Geno Smith quote. Be like, well, raise, raise, hey, raise, Tampa Bay raise and Dodgers. Yeah, no, 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 for the NLCS. Oh yeah, but Mark, Freddie, Fre- just... sorry, sorry, Freddie Freeman will recreate that famous Geno Smith quote and say to his agents, "They didn't write back. They didn't I write back. Didn't write back either. They wrote me off. I didn't write back. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. that's what I mean. They wrote him off. All right." Martin, you're missing the mark here. We already know that the Dodgers are going to choke and they're not making the World Series because they have the worst manager in baseball. You and I both agree on that. Dave Roberts, Dodgers are going to choke because they they always choke in the playoffs. They're just they're going to. I know it. And if it's to the D-backs, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, I will pick the Braves to win in the NL just because I feel the strongest. I, I feel like they have such a good team. And I'm kind of with Martin on a wildcard team making it in the AL. I was thinking maybe the Rays, but I think I'm going to go Blue Jays. I'm going to go with the team you're rooting what? for because I love Toronto's home crowd and it's going to warm to wins <laughs> and they're going to, they're going to play the Braves, but I, I think they'll come up short. Unfortunately, I think the Braves are going to start their dynasty again with a win this year. So. We'll see. We'll see. Do you, think, do you think the Blue Jays are going to go through that, that absolute slaughterhouse of a bracket though in the AL? Yeah, you think they're gonna run the gauntlet? Really? They're gonna run the gauntlet. I think I think they'll beat the Rays in the ALCS. Oh gosh! Ooh, okay. I actually think the Orioles are gonna lose in the ALDS, like Martin predicts. What? I think it's gonna be like you know, I like like a honeymoon phase, and they're gonna they're gonna fall short, unfortunately. I, I think I, the Orioles. I like I like the Orioles. I just I just think they're a little too young. I think they're a little too young to be exactly. good. Exactly. I think they're good right now, and I think in the next like two three years, don't get me wrong, they can start their own dynasty and do it. But not this year. Just not, just no, not right now. Not this. Year, I mean, no. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be a Cinderella story. They can make the run. They could be the greatest kids to ever play the game of baseball. I don't know, but <laughs> that's a little much for them. But I like it. Yeah. All right. You, well, I'm gonna definitely be watching some the playoff games this week. I'm super excited for that. Oh yeah. yeah. We got we got our baseball baseball in. Time to switch it to the NBA. Ooh, buddy. Ooh, Ooh buddy. Yes, Ooh, buddy. So, Damien Lillard to the Bucks. Let's just let's just get right into it. Jesus Sam, Christ, that was talk a crazy you? notification. I okay. Well, let me we give a little context. So, Sam texted me Dame time. I was doing some work, and he texted me Dame time, and I was thinking, oh, he's oh, they finally traded him the Heat. You know that that's literally what I expected when I pulled up ESPN. Like, oh yeah, they finally got it done. I pull it up and I see 
Damian Lillard traded to the Bucks, and I'm like, what? And I refresh it, and I make sure my eyes are are looking at it correctly. And yeah, he's going to the Bucks, and I I couldn't believe it. Sam, you want you want to start with your thoughts Crazy. first? Well, gosh, I don't know. I mean, just like you, Charles, when I got the notification on my phone, I was like, what? I I really didn't think Dame was going to be traded out of Portland because originally a few months ago when there were rumors about Dame wanting to be traded out from Portland and the Heat showed up and was like, hey, we should try to see about you coming to our team too. But a few weeks after that, the trade talks kind of fizzled out. So I thought Dame was just going to go back to Portland. So whenever I got that notification too, it was like, oh, he got traded to the Bucks, no big deal. My jaw honestly dropped to the four too. I was like, the Bucks of all teams getting Dame time—that's crazy. When I when I at least saw like what they gave for Dame, including Drew Holiday, I was like, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of see it. It was a three-team trade with the Suns too, as well. I think that Suns did need a trade to have him. They they needed to give DeAndre the boot, and they did. So I'm happy for them. But I would have loved to see him go to the Heat instead. Yeah. The Charles DeAndre Ayton you picked in the, our fantasy basketball draft? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. I don't know why, but in retrospect, I did. Yeah, Martin, you go. Uh, I mean, on the on the on the Dame trade. I mean, it, I mean, it, it very much it very much caught me off guard. But as as soon as I as soon as I saw that he was going to the Bucks, like first thing went, the first thing that literally went into my head was like, oh my god, it's the Monstars, like. Damon Jonas might be the best one-two combo the NBA might ever see, and I mean I don't I don't, wow. I don't think there's that a lot of people praise. I don't think there's a That's lot of people arguing that point. They both both of those guys have been doing it on their own for many years, and granted, you know he's got Jonas has got some help with Chris Middleton and had some help with Drew Holiday, but these two guys yeah. could put yeah. games put games away by themselves. Are you thinking? But, I mean, that... there's there's no shot that they don't win the championship next year. Are you thinking that that duo is going to be better than like Kobe and Shaq in like two thousand with the Lakers? Though, I mean, because that whenever I think of they've got to they've got to perform. I mean, that's true. Yes, yes. I think if you if I'm picking if I'm picking I would pick Damon Jonas over Kobe and Shaq or MJ and Scotty. Because I think I think those two guys they just they they work with each other so perfectly. They have like the best. They have like a really good dynamic, just like uh, Kobe and Shaq did. Like they're both completely different players in how they play their ball, and I think it'll work yeah, well. That's true. Wow. So real quick, uh, your point, Praise. Sam. So you were I honestly that's a good take by you about him not getting traded because of trade talks fizzling out. But did you see the report about how? When he had went back to the Blazers, asking about that potential, they said, "No, you're you're out of here." Did you see no. that? Yeah, no, Dame actually. was apparently shocked. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, why would the why would the Blazers not take him back? Well, because he, he he was like the heart and soul of that whole team. They're pretty much nothing now. I mean, I know yeah, they but now they got now they got crazy, Scoot, but... buddy. Yeah, now they, they got did. Scoot. They do have Scoot. They do have Scoot, but he's nothing compared to Dame. Dame is like he is the name of Portland. And he has mm-hmm. been for a decade, at least. Yeah, and I think just Don't like, take care of your superstars, man. They're just going to end up leaving. I, yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah, and, I, you know, they he requested a trade and was like, I want to go to the Heat and stuff. So they probably just like, we don't want to deal with you coming back. But yeah, so that was apparently what had happened. 
when when I thought of this Dame trade, this this is eerily similar to to Clyde Drexler. I don't know if you know who that is, Sam, a little old time name. He was a, a longtime Blazer, really good, barely was able to do anything. Gets traded to the Rockets after they kind of just they just won the championship the previous year. You think about it, the Bucks just won two years ago, and they had a star in Hakeem, and obviously the Bucks have Giannis, and then they go on and win the championship. So the only real difference is the future championship, which I'm hoping Dame will bring to Milwaukee again. As Martin said, this is probably the best fitting superstar outside of Steph Curry that Giannis could have as a teammate. Really just a guy who can is deadly from three, and he can also create his own shot. He can get to the rim, and Giannis will make up for it on, on defense, uh, the deficiencies Dame doesn't have. Because, yes, Dame is not nearly as good of a perimeter defender as Drew Holiday is, but the Bucks still have a good defense with Giannis, obviously, and then Brooke Lopez is a heck of a defender, so they can still clog the paint. And so I just, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're going to lose some defense, but you're going to get, I think, way more offense because Drew Holiday is hot and cold. Honestly, sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. And I saw that way too many times. With Dame, hopefully you can get a consistent guy who can put up 25 a night. And so you're going to lose a little defense for for offense, which I'm okay with. And honestly, if it, it hurts because I really like Drew Holiday. He helped us win a ring, no doubt. A really crucial part of that run. But this makes sense if you're the Bucks. I, I would I would do this. I, I'm not mad about the trade. I'm just really sad about losing Drew Holiday. But it sucks because it sucks because you love the guy, but I mean it's a clear upgrade. It it is. I like I said, the fit with Giannis is just almost perfect because Damon Dame is is outside of Steph and Clay and maybe a couple other guys. He's easily a top, you know, shooter in the league. And and people, you might not even think about that with Dame, because Dame, you know has such a good ability to get to the rim and and all that, but he's a heck of a three-point shooter. And that's exactly, you know, him and Giannis in a pick and roll could be really, really good because, you know, how do you, how exactly do you defend that? You can't necessarily leave, you know, you're going to have someone one-on-one depending on how you want to play it. So it, it's crazy I, still to me that he's in Milwaukee and he, he came yesterday and got his jersey and all that. Like he looked at his jersey and it's just like, wow. That's crazy. It, yeah. I, I really now the I mean, I know we won in 2021. And honestly, if Chris Mobs doesn't get it hurt in 2022, we might have a chance to win that one as well. But, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking like, oh, you know, we we should win the title. But now with this trade, I, I honestly my expectations are that we should win the title next year or maybe, you know, a couple because we have a we have a heck of a team. So yeah, I honestly true. don't really. I have he- expectations now that we we should win, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. As as much as I want to get a little greedy about being like, oh, you've already won a, a ring, you shouldn't get any more. But they really are the best team in the league. Maybe outside the Nuggets, I could think, but that's the only other team that I can think of that would even like have a good competition with them too. It sucks that the the Warriors. I think their time is through now, but. I I am all for one to take in these new Buck overlords. You're a big Dame guy. Maybe you'll be like a little Bucks fan with me this year. Mm. Yeah, I could actually. <laughs> well, what what do they play? The Bucks play in the East, right? Or do they yeah. play in the West? Okay, they play in the East. Yeah. Don't, don't the Grizzlies also play in the East? No, they play. In they the play West. in the West. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Grizzlies are my West team. I'm not. I will never forget Derrick Rose. He's the goat. And then the Bucks could be my East team. 
Preston Spaghetti. Hey, he, he's still on the Grizzlies. I mean, he signed a two-year deal with the Grizzlies. He's gonna have a career resurgence with them. Hey, like I told Martin. Don't worry. The Bucks are going to lose like two or three games to the Bulls in the regular season. It always happens. Dude, but there's we'll, no shot. There's we'll no shot. We'll happily win the division again by like 15 games or 20. I think it was like, what was that stat? Two years ago, the, the Bulls only won like one game against the Bucks the entire regular season, right? And I then think the, the last like two years, you guys have beaten us at least twice each year, I'm pretty sure. Okay, then maybe, maybe it was times. like three years ago. But I like I, I do think the last few years we've been able to win like some games against the Bucks, but now it's just over. Now it's over. <laughs> hey man, I'm sorry. Throwing the flag. What well, well, and then also in response to the Bucks trade, I would say, involving said Drew Holiday, who was traded from the Bucks, the Celtics picked up Drew Holiday. Should have just so, kept Marcus Smart. I was hey, kind of surprised I gotta, too, I gotta admit, Drew Holiday actually did play really well this year, even yeah. though he's a little hot and cold. He actually had a really good season, and he is a he's a really, really good defender. So I think this, if you're the Celtics, this makes a ton of sense. Of course, you're saying keep Marcus Smart. I think Drew Holiday is an upgrade personally. Yeah, but the Celtics are are looking good too. You got you forget they added Porzingis as well. Dude. Oh, oh God! Yeah, that's right. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, yeah, I still don't that. think Tatum and Brown are the best duo in terms of like, you know, they they fit each other well. I think that they're both really, really good players, but I don't know if they're the best fit necessarily as a duo. So I wonder still about them in that regard, and mm-hmm. I still I wonder about their coach. I I don't know about yeah. their coach to be honest, but the Celtics look really good too, and it, it, it's going to be. You know, Aussie Celtics Bucks are definitely the top two in the East, and it's going to be a, a fight for sure. Don't forget about the Heat, obviously. But yeah, hey, the, the green teams in the East, man, it's going to be a fun year because I like I like what they both have done. Obviously, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you guys think, uh, Sam? You you know, well, no, I I totally agree with the the Marcus Smart thing. I I mean, if I was a Celtics, I just would have kept him. I mean, I still think he's pretty good. I don't know if Drew is better than him or not. But you would know more. Well, than yeah. What's what's the money on that? I think how much. Think, how much did Marcus Smart want versus how much does Drew that's, make? That's a good point. I, I think obviously defense. You can. They're it's you know toss up. They're both extremely good on the perimeter. Marcus Smart might be a little better, but it's it's really close. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but offensive wise, Drew Holiday is definitely more talented. He can create his own shot. Marcus Smart necessarily couldn't do that. And. Drew Holiday is a better shooter, I would say, than Marcus yeah. Smart, which will help spacing. That is true. Yeah. I mean, as long if if they can even make like the Eastern Conference Finals, I think it's pretty decent for that team as well. Um, the only question after that point is that if they could face the uh, the dynamic duo of Jaw and Derrick Rose, even though they're the same position, I think it's the I think it's the duo to beat still in the league. I think Giannis and Dame have some competition still. So hey, don't forget about Chris Milton too. We haven't even like mentioned him. He's still there. Yeah, he's the third he's guy. Still a bug. Yeah, he's he's, still he's a bug. the perfect if he could stay healthy. He's like the perfect third option on a team. So and yeah. they won with him as a second. So yeah, this That's this true. is this is saying that he's on the last year of his deal, where he Drew was supposed to be making. Is this right? Thirty six million. Yeah. You're supposed to be making 36 mil this year, and then Marcus Smart is making 20 mil. Ooh, yeah, it's definitely you're paying a little more for for Drew. 
Yeah. Don't change. That's another thing about we haven't even actually mentioned the details of the trade, but the Bucks, you know, Drew Holiday was going to be up for an extension. And so obviously you don't have to pay him now. You're already committed to Dame, who's got a lot of money obviously coming up, but he's under contract. So mm-hmm. that gives you that, you know, stability because you would have maybe you might not be able to pay Drew and you would have lost him for nothing. Yeah. Pay thirty, pay thirty six for Drew, or pay like forty five, forty seven for Dame. I'd rather, I'd rather yeah, have Dame. Like, if if you're the Bucks and you 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 play out this year and you still you don't win or whatever, and Drew leaves and you get nothing for him, well, you know, then like yeah, it's just like well now you're kind of screwed because there goes one of your biggest assets. So mm-hmm. from a business standpoint, this makes a ton of sense as well. And like I said, I feel like the Bucks really didn't have to give up much. I mean, Drew Holiday obviously. But you're getting an upgrade. Grayson Allen, I don't really care. He can go. And then like a first round pick. And that's that that's pretty matter. that's it. That's yeah. really not that much. So yeah. Thanks to the Suns for for helping get the deal done by giving the Blazers Aiton and all. So because the Celtics, they traded for Drew Holiday. They gave up Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and a two first round picks. You know, that's that's a that's a, that's a little <laughs> steep. That's a that's a decent amount, yeah. So, from yeah, I just think like for what the Bucks paid, it just it makes too much sense to not do that. And mm-hmm. we we didn't even hear about them in in the Dame talks. I know the the Giannis comments. Maybe they they jumped in after that. Maybe they were already working on it. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the season. That's for sure. Yeah, it's wait, gonna be wait. Fun. So what is this? What is this roster now? The Celtics or the Bucks? The the Trailblazers. Wait a second. Oh, the yeah, Trailblazers. Adding 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 Brogdon and Robert Williams. Wait a second. Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton. They're they're stacked at center. Yeah, literally. They're stacked. And Scoot. Aw. And oh. Scoot. In before a twenty five win season for the Trailblazers. Nah, they'll hey, be was, they'll be they'll be, be better than low. that. I was actually gonna mention the the Bucks today signed Cameron Payne to a minimum. Old Chicago legend. <laughs> yeah, he's a little. I don't know about. Uh, he's a little hot, cold too. So we'll see. Chicago legend, right there. Old Chicago legend, Cameron. Hey, hey, I remember those days, Martin, when he was on the team with like Chris Dunn and Robin Lopez and a young Zach Levine when you just trade for him. Young Laurie Markinen. Yeah, let's see. Wait, wait, let's see this. Let's see. Oh, they still got Jeremy Grant too. Is that dude? Do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Overpay, but might not might not be a bad team. I mean, you could put Anthony Simmons at point, probably throw shoot shooter or scoot at shooter. You know what's also crazy? As I we're the M- NBA, literally the first preseason game is the fifth. It's in four days, and preseason starts basically this uh, next weekend, which is unreal. I'm like Vegas. the NBA is already back too. It's, like it's what coming. the what the heck? It's coming. Yeah, we're going we're going to Vegas, boys. Watching summer league games, Vegas. Watch summer we'll have to do that next summer, dude. But I'm down. To. I'm down. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I think I think we're a good episode right there. A lot of good content. Yeah, what a what a hot takes. I like it. Oh, but here I'll I'll say I'll say this little tidbit too while while we're finishing up the the NBA. I think I think the uh like the. How do you call that? Like the having having the having a big three on your team, I think that's gone and done and over with. 
I think a lot of teams are going to start following what the Bucks are doing right now and what the Nuggets have already been doing for a minute. They're just going to settle for two insane guys and then get a whole bunch of better role players around them. Because this big three, it ain't working anymore. No more. No more. I would argue the Bucks have a big three still, though, honestly. With yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a big three, but yeah, I, I hear you. I think, I think, I think Damon Giannis take over the show. Chris I, Middleton might become an afterthought this year. That's I, I actually, this is another point I need to, I forgot to mention. We still, we have a, a rookie head coach as well, Adrian Griffin. So I don't know how he's going to, to do actually. So that's now he's got a heck of a team, but we have to see how he, how he does as a coach. Cause he's, mm-hmm. this is his first head coaching gig. So we'll see. As long yeah. as he realizes what he's got and what they can do, I think he'll be fine. He didn't have to coach. He could be like the Oak Hill high school cami coach who just doesn't do anything. Yeah, just he lets the players do he all the work. Literally just chill there. Loki Martin could be the coach for the Bucks and just be like, and, yeah, just, just, just hand be, hand the clipboard to whoever. Uh, just make all, a, you, all you got to do is just yell at the rest when you think they missed a foul call. You know, dude, literally. Yeah, exactly. That's about just it. Look yeah. Like you're, yeah, look like you're about to lose your voice. All right, Sam, so you want to hit us with the with the outro? Oh, B. I think it'd be more appropriate for Martin to give the outro. All right, Martin. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning into uh, episode 34. It was Um, indeed. Indeed. I wish it was the full bubble blowing boys, but uh, I'll be, I'll be back again. Hopefully with Maddie B sometime on on here as well. Um, A lot of fun talking about MLB postseason. A lot of good stuff that's coming up in the NBA in a few days. And uh, yeah. From uh, from your boy Martin and the rest of the boys on the A Win Is A Win podcast. Appreciate you guys. See you next time. Peace.